Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. Today, we are in for a special treat because I have an expert marketer on the show. Guys, this is Evan Knox. One, it's a blessing to have you here, Evan. Jen, thank you so much for having me. You're so hospitable. I I can already tell. That's awesome. Well, what it is, is we're all about learning, growing, researching, and doing it all for Jesus here. Um, All of my listeners are just so gracious and understanding, and they're going to know that when this ding starts going off, they're going to laugh because they know that I could talk forever about Jesus and writing, and that's what we're going to be talking about is the writing part and marketing today, so we might have to do a few of these episodes, not just one, (laughs) Um, and so first, tell us a little bit about you, Evan, and how you got into this whole marketing game because it's polished and pretty online. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so it all started when I was like 12 years old. My grandfather, he owns, or I guess he owned a jewelry store in the Atlanta area. So like in, engagement rings, watches, necklaces, all that jazz. Um, and my, my dad was also an entrepreneur and so was my great grandfather. And so I grew up going to work with them. And I remember one day I was at work with my great, or with my grandfather. And he was like teaching me all about marketing and what we were doing. And I was like 12 years old. Uh-huh. And I was his little helper, basically. I don't know what help I was, really. But, um, you were so. a great side-by-side partner, and you were soaking up the language of marketing because it has its own language, its own it vocabulary does. set that if you're not really like, like you having that experience, we, as, especially with the authors, we're having to learn and pick up all this language. You yeah, know? totally. So, well, I, like you are saying, I was super fortunate to have that. Um, so... Fast forward, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there we can talk about, but fast forward to about four years ago, I was working at a nonprofit and part of my role was marketing. Not all of it, just part of it. And you know, during that season, my dad had passed away. And so I, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, I feel like it was time for my wife and I to move down from Charlotte down, down to Atlanta. And I was like, you know what? I can't help my dad because he's no longer with us. Uh, and I, my grandfather's about to retire but I can't help other small business owners and entrepreneurs like them. And so that's why I decided to, decided to start Caffeine Marketing. Awesome. So Caffeine Marketing is his name, and all of us coffee drinkers will appreciate that. Just in itself, like coming up with your own business brand, like did it take you time and planning to do all of that, or did you just instinctively know about your brand? Like was it something uh... involved? Did you start one way and go a different way or did it just organically become that? 
Well, it's funny because I, when I first started the company, I knew that I wanted a better name than what I selected. So my grandfather, he, his company was called Knox Jewelers. So K-N-O-X Jewelers. Um, and I, I was not necessarily trying to like follow after him in this regard, but I thought, you know, I just call my company Knox Media. Um, so I called it Knox Media and for probably about, you know, nine months, I was really like just trying to get the company like up and running. We were also trying to pay off like $100,000 of student loan debt. So I was like, I got other things to tackle. I need clients right now. We got to be doing some stuff. Um, but eventually, I, I actually the whole time I was never liked it. Um, so I was probably for about five or six months. It took me to where I finally found a name that I really loved. Um, and I was just sitting there drinking my coffee like, gosh, darn it. I've got to come up with a better name. And I was like, oh, caffeine. This is great. So I just kind of went from there. And I think there's a lesson in that. I think that story in itself is powerful for all of us to really like soak in and listen to because oftentimes people think, well, I start this way. I need to stay in this lane, even if it might not feel right. And then they have this like fear about transition into something else. But that was a good move for you because I can tell you really have embraced that. Yeah, and it's funny, you remind me of, um, there's a freelancer who uh, I'll occasionally use, and she's awesome. She's like super gifted. She's just come out of school, um, and she was super nervous to start her LLC because she was like, I'm going to go work at this um, nonprofit, and like, I still want to do freelance work, but like, what if I don't want to? And I'm literally like coaching her through it. I'm like, hey, it's going to be okay. If you, if you like decide you don't want to do your LLC anymore, you can like shut it down. But like most likely you're going to want the tax benefits of it anyway. So I'm like, you're probably going to keep it. But anyway, it's very interesting because I feel like as she's a, whatever below a millennial is or younger, Gen Z, um, I think, forgive me there. But yeah, she was just super nervous. Like she just was, didn't want to take the risk of like picking a name and a company because she was like, what if I want to change one day? So it's a very real feeling, I think. And it's all a part of your brand too. Like that whole brand image that you set up. And yeah. when, you know, the people that I help work, you know, and talk with and try to encourage and, you know, say, be your authentic self, you know, be present, you know, not just having a presence, but like be present with people. I love that. You yeah. know? And, and it's so scary because in the world today, there are a lot of people that still don't trust that social media world. However, it's almost like you have to do that you have to show up there and mm -hmm. so it's like breaking that wall to say no you've got to put yourself out there you you know sure people are going to buy my books because they love the content like they'll read a book they won't know who i am but more than yeah. likely they'll purchase a book because they know who i am they'll say mm -hmm. oh i want to see more of jennifer's things that she has let me check her out but it's all about them connecting with me first. And I think authors sometimes have this, this misdirection of an idea that they don't have to brand themselves out. They don't have to put themselves out on social media. And I'm going, no, you have to have that presence. Um, what are your words of encouragement I like that about the importance of branding on social media for authors? Like, like really think of it about from an author perspective. I would, there's probably two, there's, the, there's a tension to manage there because on one side, there is this personal branding where I do think that you have to have some sort of like aesthetics to your pictures. They've got to look half decent and you know well lit. Um, and that's certainly 
valid. And I think that, that pe most people would probably do well to take a Perfect. few hours and yeah. And just take a few hours and look at YouTube videos, like whoever it is, just look at YouTube videos, how to take good pictures or have your spouse or your friend do that. So or get a professional shot. Like actually, totally. like actually take care of yourself. Like how many of us as awkward as it is to take care of ourselves sometimes do that and get that pampering done, but it's such a good thing. It feels good to do those kind of things. And it puts yourself out in that professional light too. Yeah. And you can use that photo for all sorts of stuff, not okay. just the end of the book cover. Um, and the other side of it is I think that authors might have a really unique opportunity to be really authentic and just document their everyday life because I imagine they just would like think it's the coolest thing ever to follow your favorite author around and see what they're doing every day um so I and think that would be not cool intrusive idea. if you if you let it be if you open up every door of your house whether you say metaphorical house or your real house and you let every um, door open you know, it can feel a little intrusive to some people. And they say, no, I want my privacy. I want my pen name. I want all of that. Well, that's fine. But you do have to share. You do have to put some content out there about yourself, about who you are. Um, and when I first started, I started with Everyday Mom Challenge Ministries. And so I was this way with like nonfiction work. And then when I stepped in, what, four years later into the fiction world, I'm like, well, I can't go around the same way. It doesn't have the same vibe to it. And now I'm getting to share my author journey. I didn't have to share all of that. I'll share my mom journey with my moms. Mm -hmm. Now I'm yeah. sharing my author journey and it's opened up so many more doors because I've got the moms and I've got, you know, new friends that I've met in the author community. And we're just like so open to learning about your topic, marketing because we might not have that intrinsic understanding mm -hmm. of marketing and we don't want to take the money that we are trying to, to, to put here and there and put it in yeah. the wrong thing. Like yeah. so many traps out there, I think for authors that easily can get trapped into some marketing issues that I just want to say, look, let's learn the best ways. Like let us learn the best ways so we can then funnel that money into something that can like work for us. That's powerful for us. Um, what yeah. do you think about, what do you think about like something that's really like a powerful takeaway? Like if you could say, if you try to start researching this one thing, it can really help jumpstart you. So what I would really suggest, um, is it involves a little bit of learning and <laughs> come on come on i'm gonna say a lot of learning because i need the baby steps on all the seo and all that one of my marketing writing friends is is uh awesome but I, she'll talk and it goes like right out totally so it's I'll like a, that a lot. i don't mean to interrupt you but i'm saying there's a little bit of a lot of learning there okay go ahead yeah you're right i mean it's uh i think okay let me give you an example so you mentioned seo and i think it's a great example so my agency first started focusing on social media and then we realized that small business owners really care about growing their bottom line and so then we became more of a full service agency to do more web design or advertising or lead gen um, anything that was going to really make marketing profitable for these small business owners and so as i was learning this obviously seo is important but every time i ever encountered anybody from seo who was like an seo agency i always felt like they were selling snake oil and i was like 
what in the world? I'm like, what are you doing? Like I could never pinpoint how they were giving a return investment for uh, my, you know, my clients who would just come to me to work with me or whatever. Um, so <clears throat> here's what I had to do is I had to learn enough of it that I could have an intelligent conversation with an SEO person. Yes. Um, and so I think, you know, I do not think that you should become a master at marketing. It's not your, I don't think that you should waste your time in that, but I do think it's probably worth a day of research and marketing, um, you know, learning all you can. Uh, and so what I would say, if, if you understood anything, it's this. Marketing could be brought up into three categories and think of it as like a top to a bottom as a marketing funnel. That's why we call it a marketing funnel. Is going a journey. <laughs> That's like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is brand awareness. Yes. And what I want you to imagine with brand awareness is that no one will ever buy your book or your product or your service if they're not aware that you exist. So at the very beginning, you have to make people aware of who you are. Now, it's really important that you communicate in a way that you're not the hero of your own marketing. You need to be the guide. Um, and we can talk more about that later. But yes, I'd really, like, I'd like that clarification. <laughs> okay. Cool. So the brand awareness is the, I think, the first key. Um, the second key or the next part of the funnel would be consideration. And this is the point in which somebody is aware that you exist, but they're not sure they want to work with you yet, or they're not really sure what problem you solve or they're not sure if they want to buy your book. Um, they're thinking about it, but they're not really sure yet. So a lot of stuff that we can do in this phase is stuff like a free download on your website, a preview of the book, um, you know, join our email list. I don't, and there's plenty of better ways besides just join our email list. Uh, generally, we like to do some sort of free guide or something like that. Oh, speaking of, you've got a really good free guide on your website. So everybody go to Caffeine Marketing. Don't stop the, the video yet. Our time, we still have some time, but um, at the end of this, go and sign up so you can get his five, it's like a five-step funneling uh, free guide. Uh, five steps to building a winning sales funnel. Yeah. There you go. Really good stuff in there. So y'all go get that. Trust me. You want it in your inbox. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly what you want to create. You want to create something that people consideration. Uh, con consideration. Um, and, and then what you're trying to do in the last phase is conversion. Conversion is more of a point that you want people to, uh, not necessarily spiritual conversion, but more so marketing conversion, uh, in that we want somebody to take a step. So whatever the step is that we want them to take, think of that event as conversion. And we wanna make it as easy as possible for this person to take that step. This is one of the many reasons that Amazon is so successful is that it's really easy to buy their products. You click two buttons and your product is shipped to you. It's a very low friction, um, easy thing. So um, if it's hard for people to buy your product or service or book, they're not going to. And if they don't understand what your book is or what it's about or how it's gonna solve a problem of theirs, uh, then they're not going to buy your book because it's too many calories for their brain to process. And so, so I think that the, the brand awareness, when you, when you're actually out there, making sure your website is working for you is really important. And that's what we've been studying this week in one of my groups. We've been critiquing our websites. We've been pulling up our author stuff and we've really been like evaluating it and saying, you know, does this website one stand out? but does it also blend in with the genre? So it's got to do both in our opinion, right? But then yeah. is it really doing what we need it to do? And is it um, presenting ourselves the way we should? I, I don't know. We've been talking about it a lot. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday about websites and we were looking at all of them. 
And it's like, so I know I wrote tons of notes. I wrote two pages of notes of things I now need to go in and do about my website to make it better. It's like, it's a constant thing. And I've had this website since what, 2014, maybe off and on. Um, so I'm still learning. I just did a pop-up. I just did a, a contact button and I'm so proud of myself, but it's a learning process. And I think authors might say I'm too overwhelmed, but there's also people like you, they can outsource too. Like we are not supposed to be experts in everything. That's why Jesus says, you know, we are like one, like Paul says, we're one part of this body. Like there are so many people that can contribute to the success of community. And I feel like the marketing piece, sometimes we do need to say, look, I, I need help. <laughs> I, I really need you. And so, so Evan, you've got the company that could, you know, work with authors who are just like, I, I, I'm not, I don't really have that time and energy that I need to spend on learning your language. I need to write my books. Just let me alone with a typewriter. I'll let Evan work on <laughs> my marketing and that's okay. I think that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times we need to be partners with other people. Um, have you felt like working with people at the very beginning, it's more about the fear and the worry. They're so stressed. Do you find a lot of it is, is like that? Or do you feel yeah. like you're really open? Or do you feel like they're just so such a bundle about it because they don't want to make the wrong moves? Yeah, there's definitely a scarcity mentality. Um, it generally comes with different types of professions, oddly enough. Um, I have friends that are real estate agents and I have friends that are lawyers and I, and I really like them. One of the guys that I, uh, I do this thing called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is oh, like a- We did, oh my gosh, are you serious? Okay. I, how much time do we have? Oh my gosh. Okay, so my son does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We are huge MMA in this house. I love that. Serious, yes. And now I can, t okay, there we go. The, go ahead, so I'm, I'm, I know your language. <laughs> there you go. Um, so this is one of the guys that I quote roll with. That's a term yeah. that Jim would know. We, we roll um, because you, you go, do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu these people. Anyway, one of the guys I roll with is a lawyer. So I, again, I, I really like lawyers. They have friends that are lawyers and real estate agents, but for some reason, they're some of the cheapest people and like, and like a scarcity mentality. And so again, I, I'm gonna eventually have a real estate agent or, or maybe a lawyer sue me um, for saying something like that, but I don't know what that is. Um, it's like, a, there's not a willingness to invest in order to get a return. Um, and so an example of this is one of our clients was a Harvard grad and I'm not a Harvard grad. And I thought it was funny that I was, I was doing his business strategy and marketing. Um, but that's a whole other story. And so what I'm like, you know, I'm talking to the guy and he's like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if we could ever spend 20 grand on a website. And I wasn't even suggesting that we build it. I was just like, Hey, I, I think you should budget this for in the upcoming future. And that's with us or with whoever, because you, your company needs it. He's like several million dollar e-commerce company. And yet 20 grand just feels like way too much to him. And you don't see that like the return that he could get from that. He could double or triple his company if he had a website that actually converts. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, two to 300% better than it currently does. So anyway, to go back, there are a lot of people who have that, but not everybody does. I think there are a lot of people who come to us and say, hey, we know that this is not our specialty. Um, and we know that we need help uh, and we want somebody that we can trust to grow a company. And so honestly, probably one out of 10 people that we 
have our first intake call with and our strategy session, we ultimately don't end up working with. And, and that's really not, well, more than that, it's not really a half percentage rate actually decide to work with caffeine. Um, but one out of 10, we decide are not a good fit uh, because we don't see that we're going to make marketing profitable for them. And that's our promise is to mar make marketing profitable. So we're, if I don't see the light and I go, Hey, I know that you really want to work together, but I don't know that this is going to be profitable for you. That probably happens one out of 10 times. Um, and we'll, you know, part ways or I'll, I'll give them some sort of resource to help them. But uh, yeah, but I totally get that feeling. But that's an authentic place that you're coming from because then that lets you know you're not selling the snake oil. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm going to bring that back. Like yeah. they just have a genuine heart to help people. And it's something that I can definitely tell that you're passionate about and you love to do. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, see, there it was. I hit the snooze. All right, guys, I want to thank Evan for being here. We just got started. Okay, so we've got brand awareness, consideration, conversion. I do want to know more about this, this hero versus the guide concept one day. Um, but I really want you to go check out Evan's Caffeine Marketing website. Um, I am fortunate enough to have met Evan on LinkedIn. So you can go over there on LinkedIn and get Evan Knox there too. Um, but just go to his website, check everything out. Um, you're on YouTube. You've had other interviews recently, so people can, you know, check. you're all over the place, Evan. Yeah, a little bit. So <laughs> I'm sure that's multiple ways to describe me, but yeah, sure. All over the place. So y'all yeah. can find him. Uh, no excuses to learn from Evan and take our marketing under our belt and just and just really embrace this part of the business because it is a part of the business. People can say, ah, go away. But I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it really is. It's something that we're going to have to do um, in order to, to really sustain ourselves for long working careers. You know, if we, if we put out one book and we say, well, I put this out for my family, I feel good about that, and, and you know, stick with that, that your purpose, your why, then that's great, and I applaud you for that. But if you're saying, no, I want to do 20, 40 books, I want a long career, the marketing is a must. Like, it just is. Yeah, and I would, um, I'm going to leave, like, a, with maybe a really practical tip here. Um, I personally like, a, if I was an author and knowing what I know and I was an author, um, I would use a platform called Squarespace. It's a really super easy to use web platform. Um, it's got a lot of built in design. So like it, you are not going to make it look ugly. Um, it probably won't let you basically. And so I, I like it. So I would suggest if you're an author out there and you don't have a website, check out Squarespace. Um, if you hire an agency like us to build it, it's going to be a couple of thousand dollars, but you can do something yourself with Squarespace for less than a hundred dollars or something like that. Awesome. And I saw a Squarespace yesterday when we were doing our critique group, we had all of these different platforms and that's the first time I'd ever even heard of it. And she has, you know, her nonfiction work on Squarespace and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, so that's a good one for, to recommend. So guys, there's so many options out there. So you've got a tip from the master. Um, Evan Knox over here, master marketer. Um, thanks so much, Evan. I just, uh, I really appreciate you hopping in on the show with me today. Awesome. Um, Thank you so much for having me, Jim. You're yeah. a great host. Yeah. Many blessings to you and your family. And I'll be praying for you as you continue on with your CEO business and handling all your stuff all over the place. And, um, Thank you. I, 
I hope you have a blessed day. Guys, thank you for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. And start researching and go check out Squarespace. But don't forget to go to Caffeine Marketing so you guys can download, um, join the mailing list, and stay up with Evan and see what's happening in his marketing world. All right, I'll talk to you later. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.